0: I am here with our guest Sarah Wells today. She is currently the Technical Director for Operations and Reliability at the Financial Times. Welcome Sarah. Hi there. We are so glad to have you on the show. Please tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Uh, So I am a Technical Director uh, at the Financial Times. I've been doing that role for about two years. I run the teams that do first-line operations and do reliability engineering, building tooling for operations and delivery teams, and also origami, who are our design system team. So focus is on being able to support and maintain and build the software across the financial times. And my uh, background before that is uh, development. So I worked as a Java developer for a very long time, and then moved to writing go but about five years ago started building a massive new microservice based system at the financial times and just got very involved in ha- what we had to do to operate and support that so it led me to thinking a lot about devops thinking a lot about how we could best support uh, software teams and uh, move into operations
0: wow i already learned a lot about the <laughs> technical readiness of the financial times so today's topic is uh, building your company's engineering brand. And the Financial Times doesn't usually ring the first bell, at least for me, when we talk about software or engineering or anything like that. Um, So I hope we will have a fun and unique perspective from you. A fun conversation, I mean, Mm -hmm. and a unique perspective. Let's begin. Why does your engineering department need its own brand? And how does it work with the overall brand of the company
1: using the financial times as an example the company brand is about what we do we're a leading news organization the company's brand is about the fact that we report the news without fear and without favor and there are going to be aspects of that company brand that are relevant to all the departments but when you're talking about the engineering department clearly there are some things that we do that that are very specific to being an engineer so what we, we might share culture and brand values with our company, we've also got our own view on it. So the FT has some uh, values around integrity, curiosity, trust, inclusion, that applies for engineering departments just as it does for anyone else. But there's lots of things that are very specifically about being, being developers, being a technology department. So you need to have a brand that's separate, but hopefully complements your company brand.
0: So why should the engineers or the tech leaders care about the brand?
1: The obvious reason to care about your brand is you want great people to join your organization and you want people to stay in the organization. People often start thinking about brand when they're thinking about recruitment because people have a lot of opportunities. You can join a lot of companies. What you want is to have someone see your job spec and think, oh, I heard about that. I heard the Financial Times talking at a conference. They sounded like they really understood this technology. They sounded like their culture was interesting they sounded as though they care about diversity and inclusion oh and all of the speakers i've seen recently have been women or from other underrepresented groups and that that sort of thing is what you want to get out of building your brand having people think about you when they see your and they see an opportunity to join you to have a view already
0: fair enough what are the biggest challenges or what have you faced when when building an engineering brand
1: there are two challenges that when you start Thinking about this, the first challenge is you may not actually know what your brand is. You may never have had the conversations about what it means to, you know, to be the FT's engineering department because it's not a thing you necessarily think about until you start trying to think how you represent it. So you might find that not everyone has the same view about what your brand actually represents. So that can be complicated. But the second thing is it takes time and effort. You know, it, it's and it's something that's not a pure engineering thing. So you need people who will treat this as something important and maintain the efforts to keep going so you don't want to publish a couple of blog posts and then nothing and to actually have an impact where people think about you in a positive way you need to be out there communicating in different ways in over a period of time
0: so it's kind of an ongoing effort if i if i get you
1: yeah i think if you want to have an impact on people you want it to build and to be you know, you publishing a blog post every month or, you know, a couple of months, and people can know that they can come back and read something that's going to be interesting. Well, maintaining that pipeline of content, or making sure that there are always people who feel supported to go out and talk, and represent the FT takes time and support.
0: All right, so you mentioned this a little bit when you talked about discovering your engineering brand, but how is it connected to culture? How much do you let out in the world about your culture when it comes to your brand
1: so i think culture is part of your brand and i think if you can't represent your culture in your brand it's going to be very hard to come across as authentically you want to be able to show your culture publicly and i think if you're the kind of organization that can't do that you're going to struggle to really pitch a brand in the same way but Culture is a massive part of of building a brand. It's not the only thing because you might have things like, are you um, early adopters of technology? What kinds of technologies do you use? How do you assess whether people are ready for promotion? How long does that normally take? Um, So I think brand is wider than culture, but culture is a very important part of it because it is what makes people want to work for a company or stay working for a company. It's a combination of culture and the opportunities uh, that they might get there.
0: Since we started about this, um, what what are the key elements of a powerful engineering brand? You mentioned culture and you mentioned having opportunities. But before this question, you also mentioned uh, some things about women and underrepresented groups. So in your opinion, what are the key elements for, for a powerful brand?
1: So I think that that you want people to have a feeling about what it would be like to work for your company about what the things are that are important to you and your team and what kind of things you might get to do if you joined DFT. So it's a combination of several aspects there, but it's as simple as you need to understand what languages or technologies you might be using, because obviously if you're a Node developer, you kind of need to know that the DFT does Node. But you also have to think about, well, what are my opportunities to take on and own new challenges? Will I be given the power to make decisions about technology or will I be working my way through a backlog that someone else prepares? So if part of the reason to have a brand is about attracting and keeping staff, you want it to give people a really strong feeling for I would really like to work there. And that that's going to be different for different people and for different companies. What you want is that you attract the people you actually value in your organization.
0: So we talked about really um, using the brands of your engineering department for recruitment purposes, but um, let's look under the hood of the Financial Times. How do you start building your own departments brand to differentiate between that and the brands that you have built up for the outside world for recruitment purposes?
1: I don't think it's different for us. And actually one of the things you realise when you start doing things like speaking externally or writing blog posts is that one of the key audiences for all of those things are your own staff. It's a very effective way to communicate with your, with your engineers. It is the blog that you have, so, you know, the first people that read it will be the people internally and you, you don't want people to be reading it internally and thinking, this isn't the company that I know about what's being presented here, isn't what's real. I would hope that people's brand represents reality, because otherwise, you're really not going to find that you attract to keep people. So I think that's pretty important. That's the the main thing is realizing that the brand should represent what you really like.
0: Right. Right. So how do you start about that? If if our listeners are here and they haven't thought about building their own engineering department's brand, um, what's the process? What what are the first steps that they should take?
1: So I think you probably could be quite uh, strategic about it. For the FT, it was a little bit more organic. I've been at the FT for nine years now. So I kind of remember how this, this came about. We used to go to conferences and feel inspired by what other companies were doing. But we felt we were a little bit behind. You know, we were learning from other companies. We got to a point where we thought, we went to conference and thought, oh, we, we know about this. In fact, we know as much as the people that are speaking. And that made us start thinking about, well, we could, we could, should be, we should be talking. We ran an internal technical conference after that, where we basically said, well, we'll get the people internally who know about microservices, who know about DevOps to talk about it. And it just started giving people the confidence to go out and apply to speak at other conferences. Uh, We, we knew we wanted to attract great people, we knew that we should set up a blog, we started off by looking at the people who already worked at the FT and were already blogging, and asking if we could republish their posts on our on our blog which started to just build our audience. It wasn't a huge impact. And then people saw it and thought, well, this is great. I want to be involved. So for us, it started with, you know, do some obvious stuff and and it's basically make it obvious to people that this is a thing you can do and that's supported and it's good for your career. Right. It's it's viewed positively.
0: Okay. But as you mentioned, it was kind of like an organic process Um, did you involve any other departments where you know like did you get some tips from marketing or HR or or anything like that we didn't
1: I mean I think it's good we do we do quite often get input from our comms department so if we're writing something that is talking about more of a business or a cultural thing rather than being full on technical, we'd probably make sure that our comms department had, had a look at it and seen what we were talking about. And, you know, we'd like to be quite open, but if we're going to talk about some big production incident, we will talk to legal and to comms and HR and make sure that it's something that they're comfortable with what we're talking about. We didn't get a lot of advice on how to do marketing or stuff like that, but we got some advice from other people who were speakers. And once we had a few people who were used to speaking at conferences, we formed our own speakers guild internally. So if you're going to apply to speak at a conference, you're going to write an abstract, you're going to write a talk. You have got a a lot of experienced people at the FT who can have a look at it and give you feedback. So it gives people a lot more um, confidence to know that they've written something really good. They get that feedback early. They're not sending an abstract off to a conference with no idea whether it's going to hit the mark.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you involved a lot of your own engineers who were already kind of into the habit of taking on more responsibilities than just coding.
1: As people started doing it, they shared what they'd learned. And we gradually, we sort of bootstrapped it. The people who first went and spoke or who first wrote shared the links they'd found to interesting articles or interesting advice on how to go about doing it. And then we gradually just developed this community that could help everybody else. And things like running an internal tech conference, we do internal tech talks, we do lightning talks, half an hour, or five minute talks. These are all opportunities for people who work at the FT to try it out and to get good feedback. And people are incredibly supportive of anyone that stands up and talks. They get amazing, amazingly positive feedback they have that level of confidence and the same with um, writing blog posts it takes a while to learn how to get something written down that really is going to be interesting and is talking about something that people outside the ft will engage with because it's the first time that you write blog posts quite often it sort of describes something you did but it doesn't describe a problem and how you solved it but people doing that now at the ft will get a lot of help and advice in how to structure things in a more effective way. And we also expect people to do some of these things. You know, Not everyone wants to talk. It's, it's not everyone's idea of something that's fun, but as people go up through the various positions in engineering, as you get more senior, you're expected to be able to communicate one way or the other, to stand up and talk about something, to write about it, Communication is important and it's part of how we assess people as being ready for promotion. So maybe seven years ago, I remember that if you were wanting to become a senior engineer at the FT, someone would definitely say, "I oh, have you spoken at, at lightning talks yet? It wasn't the only way you could prove it, but, but it was something. And also you say to people, you know, it's a very good way of being more visible. Being visible is always good.
0: Right. So do you have like an internal resource where, for example, new joiners can come and see what talks you've given or do you kind of hold their hand in getting into this communications habit?
1: Interestingly, we don't. We don't have a list somewhere of all of the talks people have given. And I think that's a great idea. We really should do that. Uh, (laughs) We do have a speakers guild Slack channel uh, where people who express an interest will get suggested they should join that. That's got some resources, LinkedIn, just you know, Google Docs with lots of links to how to write a good pitch. So we have shared resources and we have groups of people who talk about it and say, Oh, this conference is looking for speakers. So there are lots of ways if you join the FT, if you say I'm interested in speaking, someone will definitely approach you and make more suggestions. I think we mostly see that as of value to people in themselves. It certainly has been. A, it was a really positive thing for me in my career to go out and start speaking. I learned a lot from doing that. So we're not doing it be- that because we want to put the FT's brand out there. We think it's a really good thing for people, but also it helps us with our brand. So we support it. It's a good thing for people to go out and, and spend time talking at conferences.
0: Mm-hmm. So you talked a lot about putting yourselves out there and going to conferences and writing blog posts. Can we go a little behind that and see like what are the values of the engineering brands that you guys have or what's below the surface of writing blog posts? I am sure not any other blog post will do.
1: So there's a really interesting aspect around things like blog posts or speaking actually which is that you want people to be themselves you want their own personality and their own style to come through and you don't want to discourage people but you do want to maintain an aspect of quality or consistency so i review quite a lot of blog posts that we we publish but not all of them my general thing is to want people to be very open we're very happy for people to publish a blog post that says, here's a story about the time that I accidentally committed this code and it had this impact that I didn't expect. But here's what we learned from it. Here's how quickly we dealt with it. Because people like a good story. You know, you like the story about the time when the FT's homepage was down because shark set internet cables in in Asia or because someone accidentally committed a file that had a pop-up. These things are really interesting. So we like to be able to talk about them. But I, we generally like to be able to talk about them with how we responded quickly and how we learned from it. So I think that's one aspect of it. Um, And letting people's personality come through while just making sure that we are concentrating on why would someone want to read this? It's like, why would someone inside the FT read this? Why would someone outside the FT read this? And there have been the occasional time where someone's written a blog post, and when you're looking through it, you're like, it's a really great post, but I just don't know what it tells people about us. So maybe we need to restructure it change it.
0: So do you have any sort of list of your values? Like this is how an engineer at the Financial Times behaves at a conference or these are the most important things that you should showcase when you're writing a blog post?
1: We certainly don't have anything written down. But I think we do have a real sense of what our values are. So I think if you were to ask people in the FT, you'd get a pretty consistent view and i and i know this because our talent acquisition team ran some forums a year or so ago where they asked existing engineers what do you think you know what do you think the ft stands for as an engineering culture and it was really consistent across lots of people and it was about openness and lack of hierarchy and empowerment and the ability to make decisions without having to worry about whether that would have an impact and valuing learning and supporting people going on training going on conferences so you can see that it's there, and we haven't really written it down. And I know, you know, companies do, and I think it's a really nice idea. We've we've not done that, but I feel like there's a consistency of view, and it's expressed in how we interact with each other um, internally. And it's things like when we moved to working from home, some of the stuff we did to support everybody suddenly all working from home is about making sure people feel socially support it. So we've had quite a lot of social meetings and things now that we're working from home. And that's an indication of the way our culture is valuing everyone feeling part of a group.
0: That sounds like really great addition to being confined to your home. So what tools or methods do you use to facilitate your engineering department's brand? We've talked about a few things like uh, presenting and writing.
1: The obvious thing is content, whether it's blog posts, podcasts, people write books or they contribute to books, speaking at conferences, they are the key things because they're about communicating. They're the main things Um, and an expectation of the things we will do, like it is the way we're going to behave. We expect people from the FT to go to conferences and be friendly and to chat to people and to kind of think about, can we, you know, can we recruit anyone? You know, looking out for people who might be the right people for
0: us. So I gathered from you that you kind of expect from people who want to move up on the ladder of their career to to be involved in their engineering brand and to uphold the values that you have just mentioned. Is there any involvement from other departments? And is it distributed among teams? Do you have any kind of rule like every one team should have at least one presentation at any given time? We
1: don't, it's it, it's all very much a, if you would like to do it. Like for me personally, I would be really reluctant to push it too much because there are some people for whom the idea of standing up in public is the most terrifying thing. They can't imagine ever doing it. And that shouldn't be something that stops them from from being promoted. And it shouldn't be something that that affects them. But so what we mostly do is we encourage. So we will try and encourage people to take part from across wide parts of the company. So for example, when we do our internal tech conference, we'll try to make sure that people uh, put themselves forward to speak from all of our technical groups and from all of our disciplines. So we're looking for, you know, in pre- this year was very engineering focused, but in previous years we've said, well, we want to have someone from product speaking. We want to have someone from delivery. We want to make sure that we've got that representation. So I'm mostly talking about engineering brands here, but we do also speak in product conferences and our blog is shared. It's product and technology. It's everybody. So I guess we don't mandate or say this is an expectation, but we encourage and we go and talk to people and say, you should give this a go. And for those of us that that already speak, you quite often get people approaching you, asking for recommendations or asking you to speak and passing that that invitation on, suggesting someone else and helping them be ready for it is one way of supporting newer speakers and making sure that the FT gets a wider set of people talking.
0: So do you have any kind of um, conference list that, you know, these are the conferences coming up this year. We are going to shortly participate in a couple, one of those. Or, or is it kind of up to the individual contributors to research and, and look at the things they'd like to do?
1: Well, we certainly share recommendations of conferences that we think are good for our brand. So we have speakers in a range of different areas. So, you know, there are lots of people who speak in JavaScript, Node, web performance areas, and they will have a view of which... Conferences are good for them. I'm more speaking in DevOps, microservices, containers type conferences. So, again, I can recommend to people the ones that have been great for me. Well, generally, it will we'll share information and we'll often be looking to say, you know, mostly the ones that you speak at, you're going to want to speak at conferences that are in countries where we recruit people. That's one reason. So, for us, we'll do a lot of speaking at conferences in London. Uh, we also have a development team in Sofia. So we'll go and speak at conferences in Bulgaria. While we were building up that team, we made a special effort to go and speak at conferences because we had no one really knew about FT Engineering in Sofia at the time that we were forming that that um, department. So obviously we'd go and speak because it, it, it attracts people. and You can see the impact. You have people who joined as a result of seeing us speak at various conferences. But obviously that's not the only thing because also sometimes people get invited to speak at really high profile conferences and that's an, another thing that's worth doing because that has a lot of reach if i go and speak at a conference in america it could be really good because it gets widely shared so so it's a it's a, mostly down to people but we will certainly look and value the ones that are going to get us into in front of people that we're interested in recruiting we might say this conference is great it might be more of an impact for us to have someone speak at that conference than to be a sponsor because we could choose to spend some money to do some level of sponsorship, or we could get some up on stage talking about our culture. That might have more of an impact. Mm
0: -hmm. So, um, you mentioned you have a couple different locations. How do you make sure that the brand that you uphold is consistent across the board? I
1: think because we're close so we work really closely so we've we've got uh, technologies in three locations manila sofia and london and en- engineering is largely in sofia and london manila is operations and infrastructure management and security and a few other a service desk so we do work closely together so we're kind of going to see the evidence of the brand across both locations. But also there will probably be some slight differences. There are slight differences between team to team within the FT as well about exactly how, what you do, what you're, what's expected. There's a lot of common stuff, but there's gonna be some variety. The The other thing we did this year, because this was the first full year where we had a team in Sof- Sofia as well as London, our internal tech conference this year was uh, hosted jointly across the two. So we, we basically had, people presenting in Sofia, presenting in London. We had a panel that was split across both locations. Every tech conference we've done, internal one, we've had something we were wanting to focus on. And this time it was multiple locations, one team. So that helps build that cross location culture as well.
0: Would you mind um, going into a bit more detail about your internal conferences? It sounds like it's a really interesting time of year. (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's
1: so I think it's been brilliant for us. And one of one of my colleagues, um, Victoria Morgan Smith, has actually co-written a book about setting up an internal tech conference. It's something that we did, I think, for the first time about five years ago, and it was just a suggestion. And the CTO said, "That sounds great. We're doing it." So it was it was literally a suggestion to say we went to this conference. We found that we had lots of interesting stuff to say we should run our own conference. And he he jumped at the chance. So we've done it now five years. Takes a bit of organization, although we're getting much smoother with it because we're we're getting more used to it. The value is that people who from one week to the next don't spend a lot of time together because they're working on different things get to spend time together and they get to see what other teams are doing and that works to make everyone realize that everyone is doing their best everyone is doing interesting things they just have different domains within the ft they're focused on different things but they're sharing that information and that and it can help share good ideas uh, across different parts of the organization and it's been we started off when we first did it most of the sessions we ran were panels so we'd choose a topic we'd ask people canvas people at the ft what are the hot topics this year so i think yeah one or year two it was you know how how devops are we how much are we really doing devops is it really you build it you run it or do you just leave it to someone else to fix (laughs) uh so panels were quite an easy start for us we thought it would be easier to persuade people to take part in a panel than to write a talk and there's a lot that's great about that but we found you needed to have people who felt comfortable to disagree uh, you couldn't have two uh, senior people on the panel because everyone else would just let them dominate the conversation so you had to kind of mix it up so we've gradually done a mix of panels and talks and different length talks so we'll generally have some lightning talks some longer talks some sort of really in-depth stuff and this year for the first time we asked people to submit uh, suggestions rather than, so an internal call for papers, whereas previous years we've mostly gone around and just asked people and try and encourage them. So it changes every year, which I really like, and we are guided strongly by our technical leadership. What is it that they want to do this year? What's the focus? What do they want to to demonstrate as part of doing it? We don't spend a huge amount of money on it, but it's um, a really nice opportunity. We encourage everyone to go and spend time there. for the, it's a one day event, try and encourage people to be there for the whole day, or certainly for a lot of the sessions. And we usually do something fun at the end. So this time around, it was a quiz.
0: It's nice. It sounds really nice. Do you find that um, the engineering department has a different sort of brand than the other departments do? Do you guys stand out in any special way within the organization?
1: i don't know if we stand out but i would say that you can see there are things that we do more of or less of just naturally so when we were so we, we recently so maybe six months to a year ago the ft came up with a list of cultural values that we wanted to demonstrate these are things like creativity um trust integrity and um, and i was at a workshop where we were working with people from all over the company to say, how do we demonstrate this stuff? And I, was on, I happened to be focused on creativity. And it was really interesting to me that lots of things that were being suggested by other parts of the company are things that you naturally do. I just think it's that in products and technology, you know, we were talking about 10% days. We've been doing 10% days in technology for quite a long time. It's something that other departments are now thinking would be a really good, an opportunity to focus on something that's not targeted at your business goals, but that could bring lots of value. So I would say that there's a definite fit in terms of, of our values, but then the brand ends up being very specifically about what it means to write software and to operate uh, systems. Right. So there's always going to be some difference.
0: Thank you. How do you make your engineering brand stand out amongst all the engineering brands that are trying to stand out?
1: So I think it's interesting because actually a surprising number of companies don't have any really visible brand. If you look at job adverts, there'll be lots of companies that you look at and you think, I just don't know anything about this company. I have no sense for it. So just even doing anything will help you stand out. Beyond that, there are obviously some companies that are big software companies are going to have that recognition factor. People are going to know, know. People are always interested to hear from people from Netflix, from Google there's going to be Uber, you know, there's going to be some people where it's really easy because people want to hear from you. I don't think it's so much about how you stand out. It's about how do you make sure that the people you want to appeal to get your message. So if your brand really represents what it's like to be in engineering at the FT, then you're going to attract people who find that interesting and you'll keep them and that's that's where you get the value, is you're helping people make the decision that the FT is a place they would like to work before they even come through the door for an interview. Then that is saving both you and them a lot, of, a lot of time. And I think that's where you want your brand to hit. You want people to say, oh, I saw the FT talk last year, and they sound like a company I'd like to work for. And I can think of other companies. I've seen what they've written, or I've seen them talk, and I've thought, yeah, they're on my short list if i was looking for a new job i would definitely be considering them because they s- just come across as being a fantastically interesting supportive culture
0: what i'm hearing is that you don't really need your your engineering brand to to stand out per se if you are not looking for people who are kind of attracted to that is that right so it's like i
1: think what, I think what i'm saying is what you want is for people to be able to understand from what you publish, from what you say, whether that that's the right place for them. And I think there's an element of, you know, if you're in London and you go to conferences, you'll probably have seen people from the FT speaking at them. So you'd have a sense that the FT exists and, the, and is doing this sort of stuff. But actually, it's thinking about people who aren't part of that. And they see a job advert for the FT, and so they search for our engineering brand. They They look for the blog. They look and see where do we speak at conferences and they read it and think they sound good. Because I don't know about you, when I when I've looked, there are, there are companies where I've looked at, um, at a job advert and then I've tried to look them up. And there's just nothing that tells me what it would really be like to be part of that company or the whole thing of like the company's got 10 people on the homepage and it's nine white men and a dog. <laughs> you know, like I think you can do because that's more important to me and I think that, that having that sense of you can go and look at DFT's online presence and see a real mix of people and you can see the openness and you can see the kind of technologies we do that's where I think it's um, important so I, don't, I think standing out is is good but actually it's just basically having something people can discover
0: right thank you and so just one more thing since you mentioned that you've been with the ft for a while do you find that the quality of the applicants have improved since you've been working on the branding and speaking and being more visible
1: my sense is yes i think we've always had the kind of team where lots of people stay for a relatively long period of time we've always i think ever since i've joined it's been a nice company somewhere that you can stay i've been there 9 years that's because i've had lots of different opportunities and it's always been interesting you know i've done four or five different roles during that so there's always been the opportunity to move and do something interesting so i think we've always had that but i do think that we get a lot more people now that as part of the process say oh i saw laura speaking and it sounded amazing or you know, I, I went to the Women in DevOps meetup, and you just seemed like you were a fun place. You know, so we we do that's another aspect that actually I haven't mentioned at all that we host meetups at our office. So you know, people will come to a meetup, and maybe we'll speak, maybe we won't, but they'll come and they'll see where we work, and they'll picture whether that's a nice place to work. Um, we we moved to a new office last year. It's a lot more. It works a lot more now. We, we work in a really fantastic new office than in our old office. But that kind of stuff is cool. So. So yeah, I think um, we do definitely see quite a lot of people applying who mention that they saw something that, that, that pushed them towards that. And then we have quite a lot of people that are being recommended into FT from people who already work here, which is always a good sign.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. It sounds, it sounds like you have a good employee brand as well. We have covered a lot of topics in just the general vicinity of branding and engineering? Is there anything that you'd like to add that we haven't covered?
1: There's two things I can think of. The first thing is something someone said to me quite a few years ago, which is, you know, you always have a brand. If you don't work on it, then it's whatever, you know, you're not controlling it. So you know, you have it, this was in the context of personal brand. But like, there's always something that people think about you. So it's worth spending time thinking, Well, what do I want them to think about me? So that's why it's worth investing a bit of time in working out what it means. For you as a brand. The second thing is, and I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, is realizing how much of what you do around the brand is actually targeting your own employees. So the first people that read your blog posts are the people that work for you. Quite often, the most effective way to change people's minds or to persuade them about a new approach is to write a blog post and publish it because, the, you know, you're arguing something to put together and present and it will Im- influence people internally as well. So uh, you want people to feel proud to work for, for you. The best way to find new staff is to have them recommended. So if a brand works internally, you're doing well.
0: Nice. Relating to that, do you publicize the blog posts that you've written internally or is that also kind of organic and, and the engineers just, find their own blog posts on their Google search and surprisingly, <laughs> you know, well, realize.
1: So we definitely, I mean, we definitely tell people that we've published. So we've got Slack channels where we'll announce this, this has been posted, we'll send out emails. It'll be in roundups, that the technology leadership send round. And so people will be aware that they've been published and people really will go and, and show their support for people who've, who've written stuff because that's part of our culture. They'll, they'll go and it's on the Medium page at the moment, so people will go and clap and they'll, they'll share it. That's definitely, people will find it. But, but the other thing that's interesting is some of, our, some of our blog posts are actually used internally. There's a blog post that was written probably a year or so ago now that describes what happens when traffic hits our website. And it's still the thing that new starters in that team can go and look at and get a really good overview of how does traffic come in and where does it get sent to and what works to segment our audience and how do we do A-B testing. And it's all in this blog post, uh, written in a way that people outside the FT could understand. So it's a perfect new starter description.
0: That's awesome. Th- thank you. Yeah. That sounds like it's a, it's a fun resource as well. So now that we have come to the end of our session, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to hear some of your talks or read some of your blog posts, um, how and where they can find you.
1: So I'm on Twitter, uh, Sarah J. Wells. If you look at Life at FT on Twitter, that's where we publicize a lot of this stuff. So our blog is the FT Product Technology on Medium. So you can find all our blog posts there. So that's, um, that's the way to start.
0: Sounds good. Be sure to check it out, guys. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Dearest listeners, thanks for staying with Level Up Engineering. Today, my guest was Sarah Wells from the Financial Times. And we talked a lot about branding and engineering, and I loved it. I am Carolina Todt and I hope to see you next time. Thanks for staying with us. This was the Level Up Engineering Podcast by Apex Lab. Check them out at apexlab.io. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel, rate our content, and share your thoughts on this episode. See you next time.